If you could please turn with me in your blue worship book to 237. All glory, laud, and honor. 237. Good morning, and welcome to this special Monday chapel service towards the beginning front of Holy Week, of Passion Week. This is the Passion Week of Jesus. This week is a highlight of the Christian calendar year as we remember the earthly suffering of Jesus and his eventual resurrection. Passion Week begins with the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the song that we just sang about, All Glory, Loud, and Honor. And concludes a week later with the resurrection, the empty tomb on that Easter Sunday morning. 
But much also occurred in between the two bookends of that Holy Week, of that Passion Week. There were many teachings and teachable moments that went on. There were confrontations, plots, schemings, struggle, confusion, arrests, denials, a rushed trial and wrongful conviction, torture, abandonment, death, silence. This week recalls that Jesus, a child of God and part of the Holy Trinity, suffered an earthly, mortal suffering, and therefore also enters into our own pain and suffering with us and alongside us. In this service today, in this chapel service this morning, we will hear parts of the events of that Holy Week that had occurred nearly 2,000 years ago, while also giving opportunity for us to pause and reflect of the brokenness that is a part of us, which is all around us, and engage in the ritual of anointing, if you so choose, or sing while others participate in this ritual act, this holy act. Before I continue the service with prayer, I invite you to turn to number 675 in the hymnal worship book. Number 675. This will be a, a responsive reading that you all will engage in. After the prayer, you will hear several short scripture stories of that week. And after each scripture passage is read, I'll invite you to read together number 675 in the hymnal worship book. Let's pray. God in heaven, we pause today to remember particularly that week of nearly 2,000 years ago. From the triumphal entry, from the jubilation, from the anticipation, expectation, to the confusion, to the abandonment, to the loneliness. Be with us in this service as we continue on. And may the flame of the oil lamp be a reminder that your presence is dwelling with us in this sacred half hour. Amen. Mark eleven fifteen through 19. Then they went on to Jerusalem. Jesus entered the temple and began driving out those engaged in selling and buying. He overturned the money changers' tables and the stalls of those selling doves. Moreover, he would not permit anyone to carry goods through the temple area. Then he began to teach them. Doesn't scripture say, my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples? But you have turned it into a den of thieves. The chief priests and religious scholars heard about this and began looking for a way to destroy him. At the same time, they were fearful because the whole crowd was under the spell of his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and the, Jesus and the disciples went out of the city. Come, Lord, work upon us. Set us on fire and clasp us close. Be fragrant to us. Draw us to your loveliness. Let us love. Let us run to you. Mark 11, 27 to 33. They came to Jerusalem again, and as Jesus was walking through the temple, 
the chief priests, the religious scholars, and the elders asked, On what authority are you doing these things? Who has given you the power to do them? I will ask you a question, only one, Jesus replied. If you give me an answer, I will tell you on what authority I do the things I do. Tell me, was John's baptism of divine origin or merely human? They thought to themselves, If we say divine, he will ask, Then why did you not put your faith in it? But can we say merely human? For they had reason to fear the people who regarded John as a true prophet. So their answer to Jesus was, We do not know. In turn, Jesus said to them, Then neither will I tell you on what authority I do the things I do. Come, Lord, work upon us, set us on fire, and clasp us close. Be fragrant to us, draw us to your loveliness. Let us love, let us run to you. Mark 12, 41-44 He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called the disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Come, Lord, work upon us. Set us on fire and clasp us close. Be fragrant to us. Draw us to your loveliness. Let us love. Let us run to you. Amen. From Mark 14, 3 through 9. While Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the house of Simon, who was afflicted with leprosy, a woman entered, carrying an alabaster jar of perfume made from expensive aromatic nard. After breaking the jar, she began to pour the perfume on his head. Some said to themselves indignantly, What is the point of this extravagant waste of perfume? It could have been sold for over 300 silver pieces and the money given to those in need. They were infuriated with her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you criticize her? She has done me a kindness. You will always have the poor people among you, and you can do them good whenever you want but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body and is preparing it for burial. The truth is, wherever the good news is proclaimed throughout the world, what she has done will be told in her memory.
They said it was a waste, but what it was was an act of love. And in this simple act of anointing, this woman affirmed Jesus, affirmed his identity as the Messiah, as the anointed one. And in an age when bodies were anointed in preparation for burial, she probably unknowingly also helped Jesus prepare for his lonely journey to the cross and to the tomb. But above all, it was an expression of love. So at the beginning of Holy Week, I invite you to come forward and be anointed. Come and receive the love of Jesus. Come receive the healing of our God. Come to receive the touch of the Spirit. But like the woman who gave her all to Jesus, also come in order to prepare yourself. Come and prepare yourself to participate in God's redeeming love. Come and commit yourself to following Jesus to the cross, through death, and into new life. We will sing together as the anointing is offered. When you are ready, um, Bob and I will be at the front. Simply come forward and we will anoint your hands with the symbol of the cross. All are welcome. You could turn in your hymnal to 377, Healer of Our Every Ill.
Number 247, Jesus, remember me. In your Sing the Journey, number 105, Don't Be Afraid.
and we will be singing verses 1, 3, and 5. Jesus was anointed on that holy, sacred evening and act. Many other things happened that are maybe part of the Passion Week that we know about. There was the love feast, the Last Supper. There was the foot washing that went on. There was then also the arrest, the trial, the crucifixion. Um, and on the way to the crucifixion, the stations of the cross, on the way of the Via Dolorosa. And then there was abandonment, there was silence. And then Sunday morning, there was Easter Resurrection, the empty tomb, a very important part of our faith, the part or a part that gives us hope, hope for today, for tomorrow, for life. And it is that hope that we rest in. I offer a benediction and then we will sing one final song and after which you will be dismissed. May you receive and experience hope, love, joy in this holy week and may you offer hope love and joy to those around you amen we 
please stand with me and turn in your Sing the Journey to 44, The Love of God, 44.